ESPN Central Texas. And we're rolling through a Thursday. Drake Toll joining us now. And I tell you what, I think Drake's over in the – he's on the campus right now at China Spring. I mean, are you sensing – you may have been over there, uh, Drake, for the big send-off or something. I love it when you get right there on campus with some – I know you didn't intend to be doing live reports for the Mosley Show today, but I'm glad that you've you've kind of ended up in that role um, give us set the scene over there. How are things? Is it kind of the calm before the storm? What what are things looking like over there? Yeah, Matt, I think you underestimate me. I absolutely planned this live hit just for the show. <laughs> um, so just to clarify that, number case- two, <laughs> I am uh, currently sitting. You, the objective journalist I am, currently sitting with about six high schoolers around my vehicle, painting paws, and it looks like one is painted state bound on the windows. Um, they somehow roped this objective guy into getting his car painted with all the state championship stuff. And I think that's, that's the nature of, of the community right now. Everybody's at the stadium currently getting ready for the big game tomorrow, just like they did last year before the game against Gilmer. And yeah, there's that certain buzz that so few high school towns get this time of year. And China spring is, is lucky enough or favorable enough to be one of those few. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have really enjoyed kind of monitoring this, and I'll listen. I'll kind of stream in there. And, of course, I, across the state, sometimes I do that NFHS type thing. And, and so I, I really love streaming a lot of these games and, and listening uh, to you and Cameron. Now, and I like that webcam that you all use. And I know yeah. you've got to be very careful. The UIL, I mean, they, you know, they, they, when they're not taking titles away from Duncanville, they're like yeah. going around monitoring people and what they're doing in their, uh, in their booth. So do yeah. not let Cameron point that thing down there toward the field, okay? Make sure it's on, it's on you guys because people like seeing you all, you know, make a call and give each other a high five and that type yep. of stuff. Yeah, I, there's no more flipping the bird, the high school kids. You know, they're really monitoring that stuff now. Um, it, it's, it's neat to have that microscope on on us, though, you know, getting to, to do the high fives and folks at home watch it. Well, you can still listen to the game, even though, you know, like you said, UIL, they, they take the rights to these games. And high school, your local broadcast crew can't really do them unless it's on the radio only. And we found a way to innovate that a little bit, which the community's responded to so well and I think that's that's a testament of of China Spring fans and their commitment that even when uh, when the game costs money, they got to go somewhere else. They're going to go to the hometown broadcast and you let the hometown uh, play by play and color guy bring them on home and give them the give them the game. So it's it's fun, you know, following a team on a run like this and to have to have that booth that, uh, that Tom Barfield did yesterday up at AT and T Stadium mm-hmm. tomorrow is going to be awesome. I hope he kept that seat warm. Oh, it's it's likely that it's fairly warm, and uh, boy, you'll be right in the middle of it calling this game. Uh, talking to Drake Toll on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, who calls these China Spring games. And, you know, I before we talk a little bit about Bernie, and I know about that community, but I want to get your take on what to expect, because I've made a mistake. I have to admit, Drake, I've, some of the I've, Mart was favored for instance in in some of these games i'm so tied to these teams i'm like well it turns out all these teams connected to abilene are pretty unbelievable it turns out most of these teams that make it to the state title game are really really good so any of this sort of provincial kind of thinking like oh we're fine because we're just a better part of texas does you know kind of gets thrown out the window so i will go ahead and ask you 
Bernie, uh, what's been the China Spring approach? You've talked to some of the coaches and everything. Is it, let's just focus on us? Uh, what what does Bernie bring to the table, being that kind of South Texas, outside of San Antonio, and, and what, what do they really have to focus on? Well, Matt, I think the message for a lot of these teams trying to repeat, like your Marts or teams that have been there before, is, guys, we've been there before, and it's faulty. And the reason it's faulty is the same reason Gilmer lost to China Spring last year, 31-7. to Gilmer's been to the state title 15 times since 2000. That's an exaggeration, but only barely. And, and they had that game controlled until China Spring returns a 90-yard block field goal for a touchdown. And no team is prepared for that, whether you're at AT&T or sitting here at Cougar Stadium. Either way, you get punched in the mouth. How do you respond? So when the ball kicks off on Friday, it, it doesn't all matter that China Spring was there last year. It doesn't secure you a win against a Bernie team who's never been there. And tell you, Matt, watching film on this Bernie team, they are good. They have the great wall of Bernie, as they call it. Maybe their best player is a big six foot six, three hundred and twenty pound tight end. Six foot six, three twenty in high school. Kids like a sophomore too got offers from Baylor and other sort of Division One schools. So they bring a lot. They bring a lot. They've never been to the state title before, but it doesn't matter. Once the game kicks off, both teams are eleven on eleven. Who's got the better team? And I think that's the coach's message this week. Don't let this game blow by you because you've been here before. Look up in the stands. Take it all in and, and be ready for a dogfight. If a guy 6'6", 320 shows up on your college campus, he's no longer a tight end. I promise you that. It's that's like right. get yeah. over there to left tackle, get over there to right tackle, and start learning how to play. But that's a, yeah. Now, that is a fascinating thing to keep our eye on and uh, – as we as we watch this thing, Drake, this quarterback that moved in, and I I looked at some of his stats when he came from uh, Wimberley, and those stats were great when he was a sophomore. But McCollum, you know, I China Spring was going to be good whether or not they got a move in quarterback or not. But yeah. tell me what he has brought to that program because he certainly follows somebody that uh, a lot of people across Texas are very familiar with but uh uh cash mccollum i mean what what tell me um what kind of immediately did, was this an immediate taking over as a leader of the team or did he kind of have to grow into this as a younger type player yeah first and foremost on on mccollum he's he's taking over for major bowden mr texas high school yeah. football that, that's a tough thing to do like you mentioned and I want to make note, too, that it's it's a funky situation. You see a lot of really good players in today's era that will move to different schools to play for competitive teams. McCollum didn't do that. He came from Wimberley with his dad as an O-line coach, and you're going, oh, China Spring got a move-in quarterback. Well, Wimberley's in the state championship this year. This isn't him moving up to play at a competitive team. I mean, this guy, actually, they made a family decision to move to China Spring, and it's paid off so well for, for both parties. Um, and paid off well for Wimberley, too, who plays Carthage tomorrow. But McCullum has totaled 3,000 passing yards and 35 touchdowns. And the problem with this stat line is you really got to almost double it because most of these games, they're trying to spring round one playoff game. They were up 41 nothing in the first quarter, and they benched him the rest of the game. There's a big problem with the fact that he doesn't get to play 
a whole lot because he's just that good. Uh, he, he began the season, he didn't have a confidence issue, but he was still the new guy, a junior, and wasn't ready to step up into the full-on leadership role. But by week 16, it is a different yeah. animal. Um, his confidence, you, you see those players that really grow up over the course of the season, and he's one of them, and that's why he's been a catalyst when China Springs asked him, has asked him to step into that role. Uh, and last week he starts 11 for 11, 150 yards and two touchdowns and went over to Cater. I'm really impressed with this young man. Are the um, is he starting to get some looks? I was, uh, in fact, I just uh, was looking at his twenty four seven page and all. I mean, certainly, um, what he's listed at least on his uh, size. I mean, it has the has some of the measurables. What are the are the scouts starting to uh, talk about him some? Uh, no, you know, as weird as it is, Matt. Uh, same deal with Major Bowden last year, and Braden Faulkner, Dawson Exline, all these players that made that state championship team. Most of these big schools with preferred walk-ons came in too little, too late, and all three guys ended up going to Lamar. You have a very similar situation with running back Kyle Barton this year, who ran yeah. 21.3 miles per hour on one singular run within a mile an hour, <laughs> the fastest NFL player. Uh, and Cash McCollum, who's got the build, who's got all the intangibles. Yeah. And, and college coaches are balking at this. Somebody's going to get really lucky unless they start showing up fast. And when I see McCollum, reminds me a lot of a Kai Horton, who started for Scott Surratt at Carthage a couple of years ago. Horton is now the starting quarterback at Tulane. So, worked yeah. at least started a couple games for Tulane. And so, I think McCollum projects to be a Louisiana Tech, a North Texas, a UTSA, somewhere in that range of the, the lower level Division One, but on a really good team with, uh, you know, Jeff Trailer. You see what he's doing at UTSA. I think that's where Cash McCollum belongs. And when you've got that caliber quarterback in the 4A, you're going to win a lot of ball games. So, scouts aren't there yet, but the first ones to show up are getting a diamond in the rock. All right, are you going to be uh, a little more focused than even usual on the uh, tonight's uh, Dave Aranda, the coaches show? Dave Aranda making his first appearance since the last game of the season and his first appearance since firing Ron Roberts. Uh, I would I would think uh, as you get ready to head out of town to go call that game tomorrow, you would be perhaps tuned in to 1660 ESPN Central Texas listening to that show to see if Dave Ar- uh, Aranda – responds uh, when he's asked, hey, why did you make this move? Yeah, yeah. I'm typically tuned into 1660 in general. If there's, if there's radio on in my car, that's what it is when it comes to sports. And so uh, it will be no different tonight. I'll, be, I'll have uh, the Brock game on, on on the TV and then Aranda on the radio because, look, Matt, he's had two weeks to script an answer. Uh, and he, he's got to be asked, what what was the deal with Ron Roberts? Um, and And on top of that, who's next? And what's interesting to me about that, is Matt, since we last heard from Miranda, he's not only fired Ron Roberts, but Ron Roberts has been hired by an SEC school. That's how long it's been since Dave has spoken. So it's almost like Groundhog's Day. Uh, I'm just excited for Dave to come out of the cave and hear what he's got to say about this whole situation. And hopefully, hopefully we get it. We don't always get answers, but hopefully uh, inside of the coach speak, there's some insight into why that decision was made and and what's next for the program. The cave. I mean, you've got him hanging out in some cave in Waco. Where are like these Batman caves? Did too, you know, superheroes yeah. all got the cave. Maybe out in Cameron Park or somewhere there's some <laughs> caves. I mean, I think um, it'll be interesting. I, I hope he has an, a, a good name in mind. We'll be finding that out in the days to come. And then, Drake, hope to see you up there in downtown Fort Worth as we prepare yeah. 
for the Armed Forces Bowl, Lockheed Martin uh, uh, Armed Forces Bowl, and uh, and you you and Cameron feel free to come by and say hi to us. We'll be broadcasting there from the team hotel at the Worthington. Drake, have a uh, have a great evening and have a great call tomorrow. Okay. It's going to be awesome. It'll be a close game. I got the Cougars 31-21, and we'll see if first-year head coach Tyler Beatty can pull it off. Love it. Love it. There he goes. Drake Toll. He'll be calling the big game tomorrow as Bernie and China Spring get it on. And he's going to be driving up there with his car apparently painted with all the China Spring. I think that's okay. If you're calling a high school game and you've been doing it all year, that's okay. Get excited and uh, be part of it, and that's uh, that's fine. I mean,